It is Gimel Tishrei, Tavshin Pei Gimel, the third of Tishrei, 5783. Tzom Gedalia, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. We're here at Anyana Diomi. We are reconvening after a little over a month, over 30 daf of a break. Last time we met, we were just entering the Yemei Hadin when it was Rosh Chodesh Elul, and we saw a very interesting connection between the Yemim Narayim and the daf that we were learning at the time, which was Ksubis Daf Nun Beis, 52 in Ksubis. And there we were able to learn a deeper meaning of the piyot that we recite on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Lekel Orech Din. And as we are still in the Yom Nerayim, if you want to go back to the archives and find that particular shir, so you have some inspiration as we head into Yom Kippur. So by all means, Ksubis Daf Nun Beis, that was 52 in Ksubis. But today we are looking at today's daf, which is Ksubis Daf Pei Dalid, 84 in Ksubis, where we will see yet another incredible connection to the Yom Narayim. And as always, if you enjoy these shiram and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group for updates and links for free uploaded share, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. So where's the connection between the Yom Narayim and Ksubis Daf Pei Dalid 84 and Ksubis? So we find in a very interesting line that was stated by Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah, which discusses a seemingly unrelated topic, where the Gemara is discussing as follows. It says in the Mishnah, Mishimais, someone who dies, Vihiniach Isha, and he leaves over a wife or a widow, Ubal Chov, and creditor, Vyarshan, and inheritors or heirs to inherit his money. So the three parties that are left over after this person dies. There's, once again, his widow, there's the creditors that he owes money to, and then there there are his heirs. And yet the Mishnah states, what else does he have left over? He has a deposit or a loan in the hands of others. In other words, there's another party um, and the, the Gemara describes exactly what's the nature of this party that's holding the money. But there's this money of, um, that, that, he, I, that, that he has, and the question is, who gets the money? Does the widow get the money? Do his heirs get the money? Do, does, uh, do the creditors that he owes the money to get the money? So we have two opinions. Rabbi Tarfan Omer, Rabbi Tarfan says, A cryptic line, which literally means that we give it to the weakest of them. The Gemara interprets this um, um, explaining more than one interpretation, but the, the first and simplest of the explanations is that we give it to the one who has the weakest claim, the one who legally has the weakest claim, the one who has uh, the greatest disadvantage to be able to produce a raya, to produce a proof that the money um, should go to them. So that's the person, says Rabbi Tarfun, who is going to be given the money. Seems to be a favor, a certain compassion that we are showing to the one who's at a disadvantage. And here's where we drop the anchor, the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Ein marachamin badin. We do not display rachamin, we don't display mercy or compassion, badin, in the place of justice or judgment. And then the Mishnah will continue to record a similar machlokis where Rabbi Akiva is going to state the same, uh, the same line, the same ruling, that we don't have rachamin, we don't have mercy in the case of legality, in the case of justice, whenever we're dealing with din. Now, obviously, this line um, definitely resonates 
at least when we think about the Yomim Noraim, we think about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which are the Yomim We talk about the things, and we're just like we spoke about, L'Kel Orech Din, right, that Hashem does certain things um, by Yom Din on the Day of Judgment, and He does things Badin, in the context of judgment. And one of the things that we describe about the greatness of Hashem, actually, is Hashem's ability to display mercy in the place of din. Says Rabbi Akiva, this is something that we are not able to do. We cannot play, do rachamim in din. We are not able to play HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were. Whenever we are dealing with legalities, whenever we are dealing with justice, it's not our place to say, hey, who needs the money more? But we have to go by the letter of the law. And yes, there are times where we go for compromise, there are times where we go for pshara, there are times where we're supposed to go lufnei mishara sadin, but when we're dealing with money and who who deserves the money, basic baseline judgment says Rabbi Akiva, badin. Once again, this brings us back to the incredible nature of the Yomim Norayim and Hakadosh Baruch Hu's navigation of the world, because the Ramban in his Kabbalistic comments to Vayikra Chav Gimel Chav Dalid, where the where the Ramban is discussing Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, he refers to Rosh Hashanah as the day of Din Barachamim. Literally, judgment, but in mercy. And if you look, he refers to Yom Kippur in the reverse. He says, Yom Kippur is Rachamim Badin. Now, again, these are Kabbalistic comments, so we don't exactly know the true nature of these phrases. However, what it seems, um, at least from a very um, basic standpoint, um, at least a pshat in the Kabbalistic comments, meaning um, we're not going to go that much deeper because not really sure we can fully understand it, but at least on our level, we can appreciate that Rosh Hashanah is the day where it's Din Barachim. In other words, Hashem engages in Din. He engages in justice, but He hopefully does it with a little bit of Rachamim. He, um, he, he engages in Din, but with Rachamim. It's judgment that's sort of, um, that's sort of um, tempered with, 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 with mercy. And yet, Yom Kippur, excuse me, is the other way around. Yom Kippur's Rachman Badin. In other words, we have exactly like Rabbi Akiva says that we normally cannot do Rachman in Din, but apparently uh, Hashem is able to do that. Again, the exact nature of Roshan Yom Kippur um, uh, as we apply these phrases. Not entirely so clear, but what we see is that there is a difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in terms of what the emphasis is. Um, the Rosh Hashanah, the emphasis is clearly Din. Yom Kippur, the emphasis is clearly Rachman. My Rebbe of Yonas and Sachs pointed out that this dichotomy could explain the unique character of the Kedusha on Yom Kippur. I believe it's brought down in the Muggin of Rum. But normally at Shachars, when it's Shabbos or Yom Tov, so the section of Kedusha concludes with the paragraph of Mimkomcha Malkenu. We say, from your place, our king, when we ask Hashem, when are you going to rule over um, Yerushalayim once again? But normally, what do we say at Musaf? So at Musaf, we, at the end of Kedusha, we, the, the, the Kedusha closes with the paragraph, not of Mimkomcha Malkenu, but Mimkomo Huifen Barachamim. From his place, may he turn with mercy. So the Kedusha of Shachars focuses on Malkenu, the Malchus, which is more oriented towards Din. Whereas when it comes to the Kedusha of Musaf, Mimkomo Huifen, the emphasis is on Barachamim. It's on the mercy. Now, um, the former, obviously, once again, it emphasizes Hashem's rule as the king. The latter emphasizes the Rachamim, God's role as Avinu of Harachamon, our Father who gives us mercy. And although this format is maintained on Rosh Hashanah, you'll notice when we get to Yom Kippur, take a look in the Machser, 
each and every recitation of Kedusha for the entire day, Shachris, Mincha, Musaf, Ne'ila, every Kedusha features only the second model of the Kedusha, which is Mimkoma, Huyif, and Barachim. They all have the same format of Hashem's mercy. I want to also suggest that perhaps this same dichotomy could explain the difference between the two different piyutim, which precede Unisana Tokef on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Because the piyut on Rosh Hashanah that's before Unisana Tokef is titled Melech Elyon, which refers to Hashem as the Supreme King. And that highlights God's lofty kingship, his mida of justice. Whereas, if you look at Yom Kippur Machser, the piyut before Unisana Tokef is Masei Elokeinu, Literally, the works of our God. When we talk about what are Hashem's actions, take a look at the Piyot. It highlights the goodness of God as he relates to us through his deeds, through his kindness, through his mercy, through his compassion. So we see these two models. We have Rosh Hashanah, the day of, of Din Berachemim. We have the, the model of Yom Kippur, which is Rachemim Bedin. And once again, Rabbi Kiva states and rules that we are not able to be Merachemim Bedin. But that is a special power that is reserved for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and a power that we rely on during these times. Everyone should have a Gemar Chassim Matova. And of course, stay tuned and stay attuned to these awesome Inyana Diyomi. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.